It's the Tom Bernard Show, minus Tom Bernard, <laughs> but with JB this time. Yeah, I'm here. Along with... Oh, me? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm comedian Adam Newman. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm Brandon Simon. <laughs> JB. Andy Brad Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. And we will be back in two minutes. Join us every Thursday at 2 o'clock Central for our newest podcast, Car Selling Secrets. It'll be co-hosted by me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal from Walzer Automotive Group. We'll be talking about lots of stuff relating to how dealership sales actually work, as well as the latest product updates from nearly every make sold in the USA. If you have questions for the podcast, either email Doug at Walzer.com or call the studio live at 952-800-1492. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Welcome back to the Crunchy Podcast. Mm-hmm. You just stole my joke. <laughs> Stealing my jokes from the get-go on this podcast. <laughs> what I do? It's the easiest way to get famous. Just stealing. Listen, yeah. Listen for jokes and steal them. Yeah. Although, I don't know if you have to edit, but you are the F Jerry of podcasts. <laughs> well, then, oh, that's yeah, like yeah. a huge thing right now. That is it called like DMSR. Have you heard of that? What? Where they have um, these people put out YouTube videos. DMSR. Oh, asthma? Yeah. Yeah. AS. ASMR. Yeah, all the like crunching on a bubble wrapper. Which whatever. I don't get. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and it's then... like a certain percentage of the population. I guess. Gets it. <laughs> yeah, if you ever watch these videos, it's very, I feel very uncomfortable watching yeah. them. Like, uh... Especially the like the lip smacking. It's like they're eating a mixture of peanut butter and <laughs> I mean, rubber like, cement. Have a girl. It's like... For someone who doesn't like it, you sure sound like you know a lot about it. Watch it a good bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> You're like, like, I don't get it. I don't like it. Doesn't do anything for me. I watched six hours of a guy smacking peanut butter on his face. And it's like, oh, <laughs> recall every detail of a car crash that you saw, yeah. even though it only lasted sure. five seconds. Well, no, like you have this girl, and she's got like two microphones in front of her, and she's talking like this, and she wants it. Would you like to hear me tap on my? <laughs> Someone listening right now yeah, just went like, into like a complete yeah. trance. Yeah. You know, what you doing? I, so. I love this. This connects with me. Yes. Container. Yeah, so. You know, and it's just like, 
Somebody's got some issues. But they get like over a million views on yeah, these on sure these do. videos. Mm -hmm. And then they're making money because they're like, oh, well, we can capitalize on this. And they start mm -hmm. putting ads on there. I'm just like, what is this? What world are we living in? I, <laughs> you know, it, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Well, we have Adam Newman in studio. He's at Acme Comedy Club this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, you are sold out at this 8 o'clock show on Saturday. I did. So tonight you have an 8 and, and 10.30. 10.30. And then tomorrow, obviously not the 8 o'clock show, yep. but a 10.30 show on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. How are you liking this cold weather? Uh, yeah, I'm from New England originally, so Close I snow. welcome it. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited about it. Does uh, it get this cold there? Like, I mean, I remember growing up with, a, yeah, we grew up with snowstorms and yeah. school mm -hmm. being canceled and my dad Northeast. waking me up at what 4 in the morning it? to, yeah. Northeasters. <laughs> to Nor'easters. Yeah. Uh, what do they call it here? What do they call it here? A snowstorm. Yeah. yeah. A Thursday. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. We have a local sports guy who has a radio show and he names the snowstorms. Yeah. Oh, he he calls them a snow-nami because he calls the weather people weather terrorists. So oh, my God. <laughs> That's intense. So he goes, well, the weather terrorists are predicting another snow-nami, so we got to come up with possible names for the next snow-nami. Are they named just like hurricanes or are they just like yeah, people's names? He, they, yeah. or, most of the time it's named after like uh, something topical in sports. Like, oh, okay. It could be... Uh, Snownami Belichick. All right. <laughs> sure. Belichick. Or Snownami. Snownami uh, Tappy Belichick after right. this week. Yeah, no That was fun. You guys hate me. I get it. <laughs> or Snownami uh, uh, Deflate Gate. Sure. Mm. Just another shot at the Patriots because right. you know where I'm from. Thanks for that again. Cool. So, yeah. Well, it doesn't hurt that much when we won our 45th Super Bowl in a row. So. Hey, remember the first time you guys went to a Super Bowl? Many years ago, back in the days when you had the little guy on the helmet with football between well, his how legs. How long are you talking about? Because I, I checked I checked in around like, I got on the grid around like 2001. So yeah, This was back in the 80s when the Bears, I think, kicked the crap out of them. Yeah, yeah. No, the one in my lifetime that hurt was the one against the uh, Giants, I believe. When the guy caught the ball on his helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen and one season. That, right. I see. I saw eighteen and one like T-shirts around for the next few months, and that one hurt pretty bad. Yeah, because you guys thought you were going to tie the Dolphins, be yeah. the only, be one of two only undefeated teams to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you know, uh, I think compared to uh, the Dolphins of the last eighteen years, we're doing okay. <laughs> is this yeah, what this podcast you. is supposed to be about? <laughs> no. New England guy defending the Patriots. It's not. I was just telling you guys before we clicked on. Well, it's not even fun to be a Patriots fan anymore. It's, it's a nightmare. It's, it's funny because we have a sponsor who's a huge Patriot, Red Sox, Celtics fan. Yeah, Doug. Um, no, uh, Mike. Mike Bryant. Bryant. Really? I'm shocked. Oh yeah, he I guess that makes I'm sense. I'm shocked he hasn't called yet to say he's an he's an attorney, but. Hasn't called yet. I, I think this time of year he's probably pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's a what he's a he's a um, personal injury attorney. Right. Yeah. For like right. car accidents so, and stuff. Yeah, sure. Let's there's, all go outside and slip on the ice. Yeah, there's, okay. there's a few personal injuries right now. Yeah, sure. Yep. That's nice when you know a guy yes. and it's icy outside and you're struggling with money a little oh, bit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I saw a video the other day of a, and this guy had to be more than. 60. He's in like a fast food restaurant where they have the oh, he's pop exactly machines about. Yeah. to the side. And he fills his cup with ice. And he's like looking around, looking around, looking around. And he throws the ice on the oh my God. floor. 
And then he looks around, looks around, and he steps on one cube and goes down. Like, <laughs> oh, it's God. a bat, but like you're not even playing it up. Like, it's, a, it's the worst <laughs> acting you've ever yeah. seen in your life. Like, there's nobody around, so he basically just needs to get on the ground and start making noise. No, right. and so, uh, he just he just basically crouches down, and it sucks because it's like it's like you know security camera, so you hear right. no noise. But yeah. if someone had the audio track to that, it would be. I want to know how bad of an actor this guy is. A bad fall. A bad fake fall and then just uh you know it was probably as bad acting as like i fall in and i can't get up commercials that's right. probably oh, no. it's probably that caliber <laughs> have you seen the like edgy reboot of that commercial there's an edge. No, I haven't. There is. <laughs> I want to know where the edge is. We were yeah. watching, it's, it's got like this thriller music. <laughs> That's what's edgy about it? Yeah, the updated version is like, let's put some new Michael Jackson. By the way, you guys had Blind Melon playing, well, I mean, so I know your musical in, references oh, are not. Like thriller movie, not not actually thriller. That would be weird. Yeah. But it's like oh this like, poorly lit house, and this the camera's like, you know, going down, and you hear this old woman like going, oh... And then finally, it grounds the corner, and she's she says, oh, "I fall on and I can't get up." Mm-hmm. But the whole time, it's classic like it, line. It's in black and white, and you can barely see anything because it's so dark. And the, you got the ominous strings, you know, in the background. Oh, that's, that's awesome. terrible. <laughs> it's like Blair Witch Project. See, I yeah, want to see like a, I want to see like a really edgy one where they're all wearing like leather jackets and stuff. You know, yeah. that's that's what that's the sign of edginess. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. <laughs> oh god, um, no, what was I? I just had something in my brain. Oh, uh, okay. sorry. Usually a good you thing. Wanted, but you wanted to talk about these uh, napkins oh, yes, the that, napkin. Del- that oh, Delta yeah. thought would be a great idea. Along yes. with Coke. Well, they are pulling. Um, I I wish I would have saw this news story prior to because my husband just got on a Delta flight yesterday. All right. It took him three hours to get out of here, but he got out of here. But yeah, it says uh, Delta Airlines and Coca Cola say they are just trying to encourage a little old school flirting. Uh, complaining passengers had a different take on these creepy. Uh, napkins, but the company has pulled the Diet Coke napkins that encourage people to write down their phone number on them and hand them to their plane crush. Um, have you seen the napkins? I just they uh, just pulled uh. a picture up and showed it to me, and uh, that is my literal nightmare on an airplane. <laughs> that is the last thing in the world I want to do is get on a plane from like New York to L.A. or whatever, and immediately have to feel like I have to talk to somebody the whole time. Oh, I know. <laughs> or, like, reject somebody immediately. Mm-hmm. Or be rejected by somebody immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. No, I, yeah, I'm glad they pulled those. Well, yeah, because on the front of the napkin, it says, because you're on a plane full of interesting people, hey, you never know. And then on the backside, it has a spot for you to put your name and a phone number. And then it says something like, uh, be a little old school, write down your number and give it to your plane crush. You never know. By the way, plane crush is one letter away from plane yeah. crash. <laughs> and it's just a weird thing to put in your head while you're looking at your tray table. Oh, God. Yeah, it, that is – because I've seen the people that are on planes lately, oh, yeah. you know, lately. There is no chance I would want to have any contact right. with them mm-hmm. once I'm off the jetway. I'd be like, we're going our separate ways. But on the jetway, you're like, this is great. This is... No. <laughs> people, people are Hey, so... whatever happens on the jetway. <laughs> it stays on the jetway, people right? People dress yeah. for flights now like they're going to bed. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I do are. because I, I have to be comfortable on the plane. I can't wear confining clothes and 
you know, jeans that bunch around my waist. I like to be comfortable. I like to sprawl out. I'm sweatpants on the plane all the I way. I am too. Yeah. I and am. you know, you look at old pictures of airplanes, like old back. They're all wearing business suits. All business. Yeah. Same with like old like Knicks games. You look right. at like Madison Square Garden, just everybody's wearing a suit. People well, on airplanes, like everybody's going wearing a suit. Out. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, no. you, usually what my husband and I do, we, we gamble. We gamble when we pick our seats. He'll pick a window seat and then we'll leave the middle seat. We'll find one where the middle seat's empty, and then I'll pick the aisle seat, or vice versa. And then so we gamble to see if anybody else would pick that middle seat. And usually oh. they don't because nobody wants to sit oh, in the middle yeah. seat. Mm-hmm. So then we're, mm. it's just him and I. So then I'll, like, sprawl across. I'll put my <laughs> legs up on one seat. I'm leaning up against him. He's leaning up against the wall, and we're just sleeping or whatnot. Where, where are you flying? I can't even <laughs> tell you when the last time I've been on a flight that wasn't completely full. <laughs> I know. Where you show up, and they're like, all right, we're going to need 40 people to right. check yep. their things. Otherwise... Everything takes however extra long time. Well, it's usually flying back from wherever to Minnesota this time of year, so not many people are coming yeah, here yeah, in February. Yeah, yeah. So the flights are kind of, uh, you know, you got kind of a skeleton crew going on mm-hmm. on those flights. But, yeah, I, we've lucked out the last couple of flights because when we went down to New Orleans, it wasn't a packed flight. I would love to sit in that middle seat. Put my phone number on the napkin, like it slide to- it over to you, and then your husband is on the other side. Like, hey, excuse me, I'd be like, wow, this, I'd be so mad at Diet Coke. <laughs> it's their fault. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to play out going because we are flying to Tampa in a couple weeks because we're going on a cruise. That's going to so, be a little more packed. I have a feeling it's going to be. So, uh, I'm. I'm not a bit. Ba- I'm a tiny person. I can fit in the middle seat, but I hate it because I always get stuck with somebody on the aisle seat that sleeps the whole time, and then I can't get up to go to the bathroom. Cause I, I what's, fit- your, what's your opinion of middle seat and getting the armrests? I feel like if you're in the middle seat, you, you deserve get- both armrests. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. you're – I mean, how, where else are you going to put your arms? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're on the aisle seat, you can lean this way. Right. Put it on the left armrest. Mm-hmm. If you're on the window seat, you can lean up against the side of the plane. Totally. I get both armrests. Yeah. Unless you have broad shoulders and you're the aisle or mm-hmm. long legs because they hit you all day long <laughs> as they bring the drink carts. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always buy an aisle because I have long legs and it's just like the whole flight. Bam, bam, bams. Excuse us, excuse us, excuse us. Yeah. I'm on board with all of this, but I'm also uh, realizing uh, I'm just happy we're breaking new ground by complaining about uh, flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think I do need to grow some guts because I'm so polite on a plane. Like, I don't even put my seat back. Because oh, no, no. I don't either. You shouldn't. Monster. Right. You sh- no one should ever put their seat back. Unless there's nobody sitting behind me. I, yeah, exactly. I make, rare... I make a big deal about it, too. I'm like, I totally overreact uh, loudly. <laughs> like, See? as soon as it starts going back, I go like, ow, 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 ow. And then they always turn around, and I'm like, I'm sorry. And I'll lie. And I'm 6'1", but I'll be like, I'm 6'4". And uh, <laughs> it's just, it's right in my knees. And they're always, uh, and they almost always uh, pull it up. Or if they don't, and I know this is super petty, but I will every few minutes, like really, really bang aggressively bang into the thing, and they'll turn around and they'll be angry. I'll be like, "Oh, sorry," and I because they, they can't do anything about it. And um, I'll be like, "If you push your seat up, uh, I won't do it." And um, yeah, I, I've I've always won, and I know it's petty and whatever, but I don't care. It's so insanely uncomfortable to have it them really lean is. back. 
especially when you have your tray table down or you're working on it. When mm-hmm. I'm working on my laptop, I physically, I can't even put my laptop no, all yeah. the way up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got really angry. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> They'll tell you to buy a tablet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Never had a tablet. See, that's exactly why I don't push my seat back. For people like you. You're a better person for doing that. Thank you on behalf of people over And if I really need to, I will turn around and ask. Mm -hmm. Be like, do you mind if I put my seat back? But a lot of people just think they're entitled to everything on the plane. You know, I've had people take their shoes off next to me. And I look at them and I give them the the grossest look. I'm like, my biggest pet peeve. I've seen it on planes a lot. And uh, when I lived in New York, I would see it on the subway all the time. It mm-hmm. was uh, nail clipping. Really? Uh, like, I yeah. just cannot. Uh, and I, you hear it. You yes. hear it through your headphones. Mm-hmm. You just hear that click, click, click. And they're never, it's never like in a bag or anything. Just, <laughs> it's just on the floor, which I know. So, and that's the thing with subway, the subway in New York and planes, someone goes through and cleans and vacuums and whatever. So I guess there's an argument to be like, it's just going to get picked up anyway, but it's so gross. Yeah. I know. And especially like if you're sitting there eating your cookie. Yeah. And then they're doing that stuff like that. It's like, really? You, you have to do that right now. Yeah, I've seen some of the grossest things. I've had someone sleeping next to me on a plane with like their head just like tilted up, snoring, mouth wide open. <laughs> and I was eating pistachios and I was so tempted to just put the shells <laughs> in their mouth. Oh, my God. That would have been hilarious. Well, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Adam Newman. Maybe we'll talk about more uh, plane etiquette. I don't no, but um, please join us back right after these messages. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. What is this? Bruce. Oh. This is kind of that creepy 
like your little girl is your daddy home. It's just like new Bruce. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is the new Bruce. <laughs> this is the new me, guys. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's just kind of like a weird, mm. that kind of that creepy vibe to it. I think I heard this on a uh, that I fallen on I can't get up commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is his music hit that crowd now? <laughs> <laughs> My husband is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Huge. Um, I don't know. Hopefully he'll uh, tour. I think he's doing some type of tour coming up wasn't he doing broadway for a minute yes he finally my husband was hoping to go out and and see him in in new york um but it fell through but you can watch the special on netflix it's the broadway show and why leave the house you know exactly it was actually have have you seen it no i haven't seen it okay it's actually really good he does a lot of storytelling about his career um how songs came to be uh, and he tells it, and he has he injects humor in there. Um, there's some tears that are shed and stuff like that. I don't know. I thought it was brilliant and how they how it was portrayed. Well, then how about everybody stays home and watches a Bruce Springsteen special and doesn't come out to Acme Comedy Club tonight? No. How about that's what we do? No, you need no, to get sounds, out. You need to get great. out. I know it's cold. Cabin I know it's fever. cold, but yes, trust me, yesterday I'm sure people need some <laughs> de-stressing and good laughs because from what I didn't even, I left the house to go to Target yesterday and that was it. It was horrible yesterday. Um, but yeah, and I think they said there was like 423 accidents and like. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was bad. <clears throat> I mean, I believe it, but. I, and I, but it was low injuries. I think it was only like maybe 30 some injured. In these accidents, so that ain't that's hmm. decent, but yeah, over like 423 accidents yesterday. I don't know. Did you, did you have any shows last night? Yeah, we did. We I, I we had an eight o'clock show yesterday, and as soon as I got to the venue, right on the door, there was a sign that just said 9 p.m. snow emergency. So <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Shouldn't that's deter good for, anybody. Um, yeah, for parking. <laughs> but it was actually it was a really great show last night. Everybody who comes to a show like that is you know they made a real effort to come out so they want to have a good time and it was really it was really fun yeah you got and those are the people that really appreciate your comment you know what i'm saying they're like they're out to have a good time they're going to be a fun crowd um you know i can't it's kind of a catch-22 everyone's like this is like the best uh, comedy market this time of year because of the winter, but then you have to deal with snowstorms yeah. and frigid weather. So it's kind of a gamble. I, I, you know, I don't know. It. I would have gone out and seen if I had tickets, but I, I was stuck home with kids. So sure, we can probably hook her up with say, tickets. I can always right? get you tickets. You know that. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I was. <laughs> my husband's out of home. town, sure. so I was the only adult. Yeah, I know you come like to the club, kids, so I know sit at a table with another random dude, slip each other <laughs> napkins with your phone numbers on them, and <laughs> you can have start some. That at Acme tonight. We'll have... Oh my god! <laughs> terrible. Tell him, hey. Would you mind going over to my house and watching my kids while I can watch this comedy? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those. My husband does a lot of traveling, so uh, he's in LA right now, and he'll be back tomorrow evening. But uh, um, I was looking up some of your bio stuff. Man, you have done a ton of things. Yeah, you'd think I'd be happy or have some money or something. <laughs> it looks good on paper, though. Yeah. So you had a? Did you do a HBO special? I didn't. I didn't know. I did a. I did a Comedy Central special. Okay. Um, I did another hour special that's on Amazon. 
Um, I don't know what you see from HBO. I've done a few things on HBO. I don't like listing my things. It feels really weird for me, but I've done some things on HBO, sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it just kind of says HBO um, last week tonight, so I wasn't oh, sure. Oh, that's the John Oliver show on HBO. <gasps> oh, okay, yeah, okay. I used to do, they used to have me do like characters and stuff on that show. Oh, really? So oh. I'd be like Ronald McDonald or something. It's like, <laughs> always like unrecognizable, but uh, like always in like so much makeup. But yeah, the first couple seasons of that, I, they would have me like do little guest things on it. And you've been on David Letterman. Yeah. So how was that? Because I've heard, like, he's kind of, um, he's not as forthcoming with com- uh, comedians as Jay Leno was. Like, he wasn't as... Um... Um, I, Letterman is, like, the mountaintop of stand-up. Like, that's, like, the best, that, that's, like, the best stand-up thing I'll probably ever do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably the best credit I'll ever have. But um, <clears throat> as far as, like, experience with Letterman, like, personally, it was, uh, like, the interaction on camera is it like there's no like I just did like James Corden last week mm-hmm. and like James Corden comes into your dressing room before the show and is like super friendly and the writers are in there and everybody's laughing and joking around and the show's gonna be so fun and there's like food everywhere and people it feels like a party atmosphere mm-hmm. Letterman was like and you're dressed casually like Letterman was like me putting on my suit like in a <laughs> tiny little dressing room like so nervous and it all it, like the the actual experience felt a lot more like sterile um but uh, I mean, but also everybody couldn't have been nicer to me, and the the actual mm-hmm. experience on stage and the show and the, the all that was really great. But um, uh, I don't know. That's about how that went down. Like, there's no like, there's no like joking around with Dave before the show or anything yeah. like that. He'd also been doing it for like 30 years at that point, so he's a little, probably a little more uh, uh, checked out of that part of the experience. Well, because every um, everybody compares when they do late night, they always compare it to Johnny Carson. That's kind of yeah. the staple. And, you know, there's like, well, if he invites you over to the couch, that means he thought you were great. Um, you know, and he was kind of that that really big stepping stone uh, for com- uh, comedians back then. So I don't know. Letterman had that with some guys, too, though. I think uh-huh. like, like Ray Romano was mm-hmm. like a letter like Ray Romano did Letterman. And then Letterman's production company is the one that I guess, I don't know, executive producer or whatever. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely... Earlier on, people definitely got. I think just the late night thing changed as there were a million more comedians and the internet blew up and whatever else happened. It wasn't like you did one late night spot and exploded like that. But mm-hmm. as far as like, for me personally, I went from I did TV a couple times and I could, you know, travel the country and do fun bar shows wherever I went. But then I did Letterman and it was like instantly I could headline clubs around the country. I actually, I think Acme was one of the clubs I got yeah. out of. I did Letterman and then it was like, you're going to Acme, which uh, is, you know, one of like the, the big A rooms in mm-hmm. the in the country. So. so you got the call from Lewis, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You Lewis know. at Acme. If, yeah. I, 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 Lewis Lee. Yeah. He yeah. called you and said, Lewis you. called me on my cell phone and, <laughs> and said, said, I'm watching Letterman right now. You need to come to... No, it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> That's a great impression. No, he said... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my Lewis impression. It's, he said, you are headliner. Yeah, you yeah. know headliner. You yeah. know headliner. Well, because, you know, it's kind of hard. Because it's like, who do you, who do you compare? Um, not really compare, but... Um, that same uh, caliber as Johnny Carson to help you launch your career. I don't think that exists anymore. Is it because yeah. of like YouTube? And yeah, all that? yeah. You can because... kind of do your own. Yeah. Promoting. Well, it's also just a just from the the, the point of um, forget who the host of the show is. Like it was still you go on Carson, you do five minutes of stand up in front of uh, 
There was no other, like, no one, there wasn't YouTube. You couldn't see right. everybody's sketch videos or impressions mm-hmm. or whatever. And also, uh, I don't know how many millions of, tens of millions of people were watching Carson, but yeah. it was like... 40 to 60 million yeah. a night. So you're the comedian. It's five minutes of you showcasing yourself in front of the entire country. That's the guy. Whereas now, even if, I don't know who gets the biggest ratings, but let's say Fallon of The Tonight Show gets the most ratings and say 5 million people. I'm right. pulling numbers out. of Five know, to 10. But say 5, 10 million people, 5 million people are watching. You do it. Um, it's still like, yeah, but we saw this other guy in YouTube do this. We saw this guy yeah. on mm-hmm. Facebook Live does this. This, guy, this girl on Instagram is exploding by doing her little guitar ukulele <laughs> songs or whatever. So it's like, every, but I mean, like... Um, yeah, I mean, people are just exploding on different platforms all over the place that, like, late the five minutes of stand-up on late night where there's, you know, dozens a month, um, you're not going to probably explode off of that anymore. Mm-hmm. So where do you, now, um, from your personal experience, do you think YouTube then has helped you in, in that aspect? It's funny, I've had a couple videos explode on YouTube, and they were not like your standard videos like i had a i pulled cocaine out of a heckler's coat at one point and it got like five million views and no matter what i do for the rest of my life i feel like more people uh, like it was a lot it was like i don't know seven years ago or something at this point but still if i am talking to another comedian and i'll be like yeah that happened i, I pulled cocaine out of a heckler's coat everyone's like that was you like it's, <laughs> I, get, I get i'll get people will know who i am uh, people will know that more than anything i ever do forever because it just exploded on YouTube. Five million people saw that. No, there's no way five million people are ever going to see the the Letterman stand-up clip yeah. that I have, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas that is something that I worked on for – stand-up that I worked on for 10 years and went through a booking process and was, like, televised and promoted and whatever. I know, it's crazy. I yeah. know, because I watch some of the stuff my kids watch on YouTube, and, and then I look at it, and, like, they have, like – I mean, it's like the dumbest thing I'm. They're watching, and I'm like, "How is this getting so many views?" And then I see like, because uh, I do a lot of uh, looking on uh, YouTube for comedy, mm-hmm. like, especially if I want to go see somebody, I want to know who I'm seeing. You're in the minority for that, yeah, you too, really are. which is well, crazy. Nobody does it ever. I'm blown away because I'm blown away at comedy clubs. Uh, I mean, I know you're obviously working at a comedy club and field all the complaint emails and stuff, but people will go see comedy, mm-hmm. and then uh, they'll be offended by something, and they'll email the club, and they'll be like, this co- comedian was talking about religion. Like, what's this? It's like, did you go to, on the website? Right. It's got the guy's bio, which says exactly what he's done, and it's got a video clip of his stand-up, but he's got two special. All you have to do is go look online and see what he does, but you mm-hmm. went... I don't know. A million people have compared it to. I get like yeah, like two. It's, it's like going to a, a concert or going to a movie and just being like, "I'm going to a movie." It's like, do you know what you're going to see? No, and then you go yeah. see it, and you're like, "That movie was so violent." It's like, yeah, you went to a violent rated R <laughs> movie. Like you didn't go to well, Shrek. I know. Like I always, wa- you watch the trailer before, and then you're like, "Oh, I want to go see it." I do the same thing with comedy. I want to know who, especially if I have to spend money for yeah. tickets. I want to know yeah. if it's going to be worth my time and money. You're good no on one planes. You research your comedy. You you sound like a good citizen. I'm a Minnesotan. <laughs> yeah, and that, maybe that's why. Maybe Minnesotan people mm. are great, and that's why this is a good comedy club that people actually maybe. like to yeah. go to and perform. Well, at. this time of year, it's like you know, you you risk death leaving the house. So. <laughs> You yeah. want to make sure the guy's worth in, watching. In, if in you're many different ways, either you know, sliding in the back of somebody else's car or mm-hmm. freezing to death or yeah. something. You know, yeah. you do. You risk life. Maybe if you're gonna risk life, 
watch a three-minute YouTube video. That's all yeah. anybody do, asks. Do your research. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you have comedians coming to town that have done a lot of TV stuff, and if you've seen them, or, you know, we've had, you know, from different uh, TV shows, like, you know, we've had com- uh, comedians from Dave Chappelle's show, um, what's other big... God, I'm trying to think of... What's another TV show? Oh, all the comedians you have coming through this club are like... Right. I mean, they're all national so headliners. Everybody's yeah. done at least, you know, a special or a late night or has been on a show or whatever. You guys, yeah, every everyone who headlines a club has mm-hmm. is legit. Yeah, and so, like, but if there's, a, you know, especially the up-and-coming comedians, I really want to, you know, give them that extra boost, you know, because I can't imagine how hard it is this day and age to be a comedian, especially with... Um, we were talking about this with Trix, who's at House of Comedy. Uh, people are offended all the time. And everything you say, they're offended because they want to be offended. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I can't imagine being a comedian this day and age, and everything that comes out of your mouth, you're going to get chastised for it, no matter I, what it is. I, I once had a lady like crying outside the club because a comic was talking about the difference between cats and dogs. And she crying? Was, she was yeah, beside herself. She's like, I can't believe people are laughing at that in there. That's so wrong. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, cats are kind of dicks. Yeah. That's <laughs> when you just pay for a cab for her to go home. Oh, yeah, I made her go home. <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be here seeing yeah, no, comedy. You know, you've either drank so much. Well, wait, that what you... bad thing did that comedian say about cats? Just so I can know to never listen to that. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, no, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it's some great, t- I have a cat. That's how you can get away with saying bad stuff about cats. Yeah. You're oh, like, I have a cat, and then you say the most horrific oh, stuff that's about how cats. Yeah, that's how you get away with yeah. it. Yeah. It's it's funny. My husband, you know, he um, right now his son is doing the polar plunge for Minnesota to uh-huh, sponsor yeah. the Special Olympics. So we're trying to raise money for that, and you know, he's put it on social media, and it seems like lately people are just they're not giving a charity like they used to. Or but if you were to put up a uh, thing about a, uh, you know, a disfigured animal that oh, needs yeah. met. Oh my God! You'd get twenty five thousand uh-huh. dollars right off the bat. It's it's bizarre, and I think it's the same thing with comedy. It's just like, you, there's like certain subjects you just can't touch. Otherwise, people are just gonna, you know, start yeah. doing the old throwing the tomatoes mm-hmm. at you on stage or something. I don't mm-hmm. know because it's like, I I just don't understand why people go to a comedy show and then they're like. And then they walk out mad. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you even going here if you have a chip mm-hmm. on your shoulder before you even get in the door? You're yeah. here to laugh yeah. and have fun. Um, do you call out people like that in the audience that are, I mean, because obviously you have no you know, problem on an airplane doing that. <laughs> you no, know? I did a, I, well, it's funny. La- literally last night at the club, I said a word on stage that triggers a lot of people, but the context I used it in, I know is okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, Someone was bothered, and I went on a little rant about how we are – I mean, I was advised or taught or – I don't know. I think I had advice early on that stuck with me about, as a comedian, to play to the top of my own intelligence, right? And so when I use a word – if I am saying something in a context – where I I know where I'm coming from and I I know is the the logic and everything is okay, that – um. Just because I'm using a word and someone in the audience, this is the, I'll give you the example of what I'm saying. It's 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 the R word that nobody likes, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, I basically say a thing about how when I was a kid growing up in New Hampshire, uh, this is out of context of the joke actually, which might actually help. But basically, these kids would uh, they were making fun of me and calling me like wicked retarded or whatever, yeah. right? And I'm and uh, 
then I even say, which I know is not okay to call somebody now, but when I was in third grade, that was like the mm-hmm. worst thing. And so that's all, that's basically all I right. said. So I'm not using the word saying, I'm not actually using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but someone in the crowd was like, whoa, whoa, like immediately. And I was like, hey, I'm not saying it's okay <laughs> to use it. I'm not, say- whatever. And then another guy in the crowd, like as a heckler, just uh, between jokes would just yell it out. It turned out, would just yell out the word. He would just yell like <laughs> oh. retard in between things. And I, so I was oh trying to joke, God. I'm like, we don't use the hard R, you know what I mean? Like trying to <laughs> yeah. just make it whatever. But, and, but I went on a little random stage. I was like, you know, I'm, I played at the top of my intelligence. I know where that joke's coming from. I know that it's not okay to use it. And I'm even saying it's not okay to use it. If that idiot over there thinks it's okay to yell it just because I used it, then that guy's got to go through life like that. It's not, <laughs> someone might argue it is my responsibility. I'm saying it on stage and people are reacting like that, it is my responsibility. But when my message or my way of using it uh, is in a way that I think is responsible and I think is funny and I think, uh, you know, um, then I I do I mean, think if, we should be able to say whatever we... I just think if you're going to tr- uh, use words like that or use subject matter that uh, uh, is controversial or whatever, is you just have to be thoughtful about the way that you do it and I try to be thoughtful about the way I do it and so if someone in the crowd is going to go ha now I'm allowed to say retard I'm going to be like that's not what I mm-hmm. meant that's I was very clear about that mm-hmm. and it's got to be on that guy to some degree because I can't play dumb just because uh, other people don't <laughs> get it yeah. that's my personal opinion okay about that. well we got to take a quick break we'll have one more segment with Adam Newman he's at Acme Comedy Club this weekend but we are going to take a quick commercial break and be right back on the tom bernard show tom here for saber plumbing heating and air conditioning right now saber and bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months when you buy a new bryant furnace this is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free energy efficient furnace from saber and when you buy bryant equipment you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. We are back here on the Tom Bernard Show. Sorry, I'm having uh, headphone difficulties. <laughs> so it's yeah. like all of a sudden I hear myself and then I don't hear oh. myself. Oh, they're around your waist. That's yeah. what you're supposed to put them on your well, head. Well, you- 
I just have a bad connection, but uh, every time you hear that beat, you have to wait to hear. Oh, to hear if it's uh, ice. which song it is, yeah, 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 Vanilla Ice, mm-hmm. or is are, it? <laughs> are we listening to Vanilla Ice, the original, or are we listening to that weird cover they did years later? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're exactly. listening to the weird cover. I am. <laughs> yeah. The only well, I do. I there's times I indulge in my my '90s geekdom and have to listen to Vanilla Ice, but this mm-hmm. is I this is David Bowie to me and Freddie Mercury. This is one of my favorite songs. Pressure. Under pressure. Did you guys like the Bohemian Rhapsody movie? Oh my god, I loved it. It And it's now on DVD. I'm gonna buy it on Blu-ray. When it makes makes it to Netflix, I'll see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get my. And it's funny because it has vamped uh, a new generation Mm -hmm. loving that music. My kids, that's all they listen to right now is Queen. That's amazing. Encourage that as long as they're into it. Oh yeah, that's great. They love all that. you know, classic rock, uh, 80s music, um, stuff like that. But, yeah, Queen, they've really grasped onto that. I mean, they're in the shower listening to their Amazon, Alexa, or whatever it is. They have that in, the, in their li- – it's Queen. That's all they listen to is Queen. How old are they? Um, my oldest son is going to be 15 in a couple months. Oh, that's great. And then uh, my 12-year-old son. And now i got my 7-year-old walking around singing Bohemian Rhapsody. That is so that's cool. He can't really say a lot of the words, but he's just like... Neither can I. I you know. <laughs> he, he tries to say Scottamooch, and it doesn't come out right. <laughs> but he loves it. Um, yeah, they, it has. I think it really has... Um, brought a whole new generation to appreciate that music. And uh, my kids saw the movie. They loved it. And, yeah, my uh, 12-year-old, he's like, Mom, it's on DVD. We have to buy it. I'm like, all right, I'll look on Amazon and Mm -hmm. see if I can get a digital copy. Maybe we'll watch it this weekend. I don't know. But, yeah, I just... Uh, I thought it was a fantastic movie. It was well done. Did you see it and like it? Or? Yeah, I saw it I saw it in a theater when I was on the road at some point and uh like I cried like four times. Like not even <laughs> I did during too. like not even during nothing. I cried for like almost nothing. And it wasn't even like sad parts or anything like that. It was like just like uh some of, like, the live stuff was just, like, live so aid com- beautiful the- and big. And, yeah, they <laughs> basically did, like, the whole Live Aid concert. It was really great. Um, mm-hmm. And a, people had, a lot of people who did have a problem with that movie, I think their problem was that it, things were shortened or tightened up or they skipped over things. But it's, like, it's a two-hour movie about, like, yeah. an insanely huge story. So I think they did what they had to do. And I thought I thought it was great. I laughed a bunch. I thought, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I thought it was really great. Have you ever watched, like, old interviews with Freddie Mercury? Oh, tons. I've gone <laughs> through the Queen rabbit hole big time and my favorite thing of is the uh, isolated freddie mercury vocals which oh you can find God. on youtube because yeah, the dude could probably try and find some yeah, yeah his voice just by itself was phenomenal mm-hmm. um i really liked the movie because it kind of gave a backstory of freddie that not a lot of people knew about like his family life growing did you know up. he was gay I didn't know that. I didn't. Well, he was bisexual. I mean, he's, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he sorry. did. We have to put the right label on him. Um, Labels are very important. He. Well, he had uh, Mary, 
who he loved his whole life. I mean, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I mean, I'm sure that was a very condensed story as well, but mm-hmm. I didn't know much about that, so I thought that was cool. Yes. I didn't know the cat stuff. I didn't know he was so into cats. Sorry to offend you with the cat stuff <laughs> over there. Um, <laughs> well, I know. Actually, I just sent my husband a picture. There's a T-shirt with a picture of Freddie Mercury holding two cats, one in each arm, mm. and one cat or both cats look like my cats. I'm like, I think our cats are reincarnated uh, Freddie Mercury cats. Oh, was, you, that's like a different level of crazy cat lady that you Yes, exactly. I, I need Freddie to Mercury's get... reincarnated cats. I need to get You need get to go on like a talk shirt. show or something with that. <laughs> but, uh, no, I really love the movie, how it um, really gave that backstory of Freddie. Like, I didn't know he had it. I didn't know he was part... It, it, was he full Pakistani? I didn't even what, know that what about country, him. What was it? I forget what... Um, I think it was Pakistan. I don't remember. That might be right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I didn't know he was bi. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I yeah. knew. Yeah. I had heard about he and is. what he died from and all mm-hmm. those things. But I'm He's glad. from Zanzibar. There you go, oh, Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Which yeah. is... Does that still exist? I don't think it does. No. No, it's now part of something else. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Let's this information go there. Would be, you'd think it would be easier to find, but... yeah. I, what are you Googling? Ah, what Tanzania. happened to Zanzibar? Yeah. <laughs> now it's Tanzania, so he's Tanzanian, I guess, technically. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even know that about him. I thought he was just a white guy. You know, I didn't... Because he doesn't really have any type of... He's such, like, a mysterious figure that, like, it was yeah. cool to be like, oh, he had this... Uh, extra little family situation. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't know his little family situation. I thought that was I thought that was interesting. I'm sure again, super condensed weird version of it, but I was like, "Oh, there was some family struggle going on there." Yeah, cool. but I, I liked why I like watching the old like interviews. He actually had a very good sense of humor and he was so um it was that kind of uh what's the condescending yet uh intelligence that he would have when he would do these interviews, and he would be kind of uh, smarmy about it, but in a very charming way. Mm-hmm. And I love that about him. And they kind of showcase that in the movie. Now, when I watched the movie, I didn't even know that Michael Myers was in the movie. Yeah, you didn't know. Did I, haven't, you... I haven't seen it yet, so okay. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a <laughs> there's a spot in the movie where he they wanted to create this rock opera mm-hmm. and that's where Bohemian Rhapsody came in and they they went out to this farmer countryside and spent you know weeks on end creating this masterpiece of a song and then when they brought it back to the the music company mm-hmm. he, he, the guy's sitting there and he's like no teenager is going to sit in their car and bang their heads oh, to this oh it's like super that, tongue in yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was super Michael meta. Myers I yeah. didn't realize it until and then my he, did I, he did he look at the camera and wink when he did that I don't know <laughs> I don't I, see him no he definitely did but like I, did he make a look I know he didn't wink but did mm-hmm. he make a little probably, look at the camera he, he kind of looked up I don't know if he was looking directly at the camera yeah. or he was kind of like looking off like he was looking at one of the like Brian May or something but yeah I was like, and then my husband's like, do you know that's Michael Myers? And I'm like, 
no, I didn't even know. I didn't. And then when I'm looking at him, I'm like, oh, my God, it is him. And then I saw the eyes because he had, like, you know, facial hair and glasses on. And it, his voice was different, so it didn't even sound like. like. A, I think they had him doing, like, a, I don't what, what I'm trying to remember. Was it, was he doing, like, a Scottish accent or something? Like, it was almost like doing the fat bastard <laughs> accent or, like, yeah. how, so I married an axe murderer or He's always whatever. doing some yes. sort of accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. So I heard people, that was another thing that I saw people complain about. They're like, Mike Myers making the joke about Bohemian Rhapsody. And you're like, people were like, that's so cheesy. I'm like, that's a, amazing. That's yeah, a great. It's kind of like a full circle type yeah. of thing. That was brilliant. It's not like he's like brilliant. this bad actor that they stuck in there just to make a bad joke. Like, uh-huh. He did a great job in the role. And it, it was had one fun little meta joke in there. And clearly the – also when I saw that the band really liked the movie, I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, well, then no one else gets to be like it wasn't the right – like the band. Yeah was happy with it and the band of clearly is on board with wanting Freddie Mercury's story being told in a way that you know respects the situation and everything so I, I'm on board with it I think I th- it was great well I think Brian May was like an executive producer for yeah. the movie and the guy who played Brian May oh my god uh, he looks so much like him it was even insane. his his eyes and his facial expressions I'm like and and he even said at when they were doing um once when they would be watching, you know, as they're acting and stuff, and they would be watching behind the scenes through the cameras and stuff, Brian even said that, he goes, it was weird because there was times I felt like I was watching myself. Oh, my God. Can you imagine in, in the life that the queen had and yeah. watching these scenes play out, and it brings you right back to 1978 or whatever year it was in that scene. And um, I'm glad, though, that the movie didn't really uh, play up at the end of Freddie's life when he was dying. Yeah, I think I read something at some point about how they originally wanted the movie to like like the halfway point would be when freddie dies and then mm-hmm. it, they would go into like life after that but i don't i don't know how interesting a story that, that would yeah have been. i think they ended the movie at live aid perfectly yeah. because the movie starts off on him going on stage at live aid mm. and then it pans back to right when queen started and then you have the movie and then it ends at live aid and i think that was brilliant for them to do because we all know what freddie went through mm-hmm. toward the end of his life and how brutal it was for him dying of AIDS. You know a movie I would like to see? <laughs> can't believe I, I just took the wrong part to <clears throat> cut you off. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, all, yeah, know. AIDS, we all know what happened. No, it is. But uh, I, I would love to see a movie about uh, what happened to the cats. Okay. <laughs> there were a lot of cats. Remember he, he bought like, this crazy huge house and he's like, this cat gets this room and this cat gets this room. Yeah, he had a he had a good. I have five cats, so I'm I'm working my way up to Freddy Freddy level. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I want to say didn't he have like eleven cats or something like that? It was bizarre. Yeah. He loved his animals. That's for there's sure. some t- uh, level of psychosis there. Well, yeah, I got mm-hmm. one. I got one new one, <laughs> and the girlfriend has one. And they got very different personalities, and I've been getting pictures sent to me. While they're sta- she's the cat's staying with her mm-hmm. and her cat right now, and uh, we're trying to we're trying to keep them together so they'll eventually get along. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but it happens eventually. They just they take a while. Yeah, I have, I've been pretty fortunate that all five of our cats get along pretty well. I'd be afraid of five cats getting along. I feel like they'd like team up and take <laughs> over. They're like, we own this place now, and. <laughs> They're contemplating our yeah. death. Well, I know that's what we say when when one of the cats who's not 
very personal. I mean, he's kind of a loner cat, but when he comes up and licks you, there's like always oh, just tasting to see if you're ready to eat or not. Mm-hmm. You know? They are, they are, <laughs> pl- they are plotting your murder all day long. That's what cats are doing. Uh, yeah. Well, we were talking about my specific cat. We named him Cheech because he looks stoned all the time. Sure. And uh, I, I was saying he, I think he's allergic to himself because his eyes are always kind of watery and goofy, and he, they're kind of squinty, and his ears stick straight out to the side. And he just walks around. He just kind of got that, hey, man, you know, what's going on? Is that what happens when you're high? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and he's one of the ones that looks like Freddy, one of Freddy's cats. I, I, It was bizarre. I said, I got to get that T-shirt. I do. I'm going to be a crazy cat lady. Yeah. I am. Yeah, at least he embraced it, you know? <laughs> well, I, I have to get some more cats because the kids keep saying once they move out, they're taking this cat and this cat. So I got to claim my, my... I have two cats right now, my youngest two, who are almost a year old. They're psychotic. They're kitten... You know, still have that kitten personality. They they parkour all over my house. <laughs> and they're on the screens and everything else. Um, I'm claiming those as mine. They're staying with me. I, I feed them, I, I bathe them, I groom them. So, um, but you have two. So, what you have a boy cat or a girl cat? I have a boy cat. She has a girl cat. My cat's like nine months old. I just got him a couple months ago. Aww. I adopted him from this great little shelter in LA. Uh, I was between this cat and uh, his name's Greg. I named him Greg. <laughs> I love, I, love I like, I like. People names for oh animals. Oh my god! High five! You know that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I love it because I can also be like, if I don't feel like going out, I can and like I, I can lie without lying. You know, I'm hanging like, out with Greg. Yeah, tonight. I got me and Greg got plans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're I know. watching me and Greg are watching Bohemian Rhapsody tonight. Um, and uh, but I was between him. This is like you know when I, you go to the shelter, like this is the cat that connected with me. Like I picked him up, he's immediately yeah. purring, he's rubbing on me. I'm like, this is and he's chilled out, but he's not chilled now. He like as soon as I got him home, he's psycho. But like a uh, I really liked him at the shelter, but I was between him and there was another cat named uh, Kruger, and um, <laughs> same age, and he had one eye, and I was like, I want that. Because you know what's funny at the shelter is that like the the special needs cats or whatever, they're like the first to go. Like everyone wants those yep. ones. It's so mm-hmm. funny. I and a part of me is like, do you really want the one that needs the attention, or do you just want like the, the cat kudos? that's gonna blow up on Instagram or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got excited because they had this like kitten in there that had one eye, and I was like, you know, he's like cute, and he's got the thing. I'm like, this is awesome, and I'm, I'm gonna get him. But we took him out of the cage, and he could not have ignored me yeah. more. So I didn't want to bring that one home. I did also. Uh, oh, but then so when I got my cat, the the volunteer was like, so you're gonna go with that with that cat? I was like, yeah, I think I connected with it. She was like, what about Kruger? And I was like, <laughs> I was I was like, well, when I I was like, well, if I want this one, I was like, well. This one I just connect with more, and if I want him to have one eye, I can just take care of that at home. And, I just, <laughs> and she just literally like pulled the cat away from me, and I was like, and my girlfriend was with me. She's like, he's a comedian. He's a comedian. He's just joking. He's just joking. They you are weird make, about that kind oh, of thing. Oh, you can't there. make jokes like that. My fir- The first thing mm-hmm. I said when I went into the shelter, I did not mean as a joke at all. I didn't mean as a joke. I just said it. Uh, they have dogs and cats in there. So I walked in, and they were like, can we help you with anything? And I was like, yeah, man, just look into a... Uh, Looking to pull the trigger on a cat today, and they looked. I was like, "No, I, I didn't mean." Oh my god! That's yeah. trigger. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm totally into the the real people names for animals. My husband's not, and he thinks I'm nuts. He's like, "Why would you name?" It? I'm like, "I want a dog, and I want to name it like Brad or something." Oh, like, Brad's this, a great name for a dog. This is, and I, I want a cat. I want to name it Steve. 
Mm-hmm. This is my cat Steve. This is my dog Brad. I mean, I think that's hilarious, or you know, names like that. My my two youngest. It's we love the show Dexter, so we named the boy Dexter and the girl Morgan. So mm-hmm. one of my first bits I ever did, like that, my first successful stand-up bits I did was I used to think it was funny to do like really punny dog names, like name dogs based on their breeds. You know, uh-huh. like if you had like a. Like if you had like a Basset Hound, name it like Angela Basset Hound or something <laughs> yeah. like that, or like Shit Zoe de Chanel or Golden Retrieval Longoria. You know, I could <laughs> do. Funny. I would go around the room. I'd be like, name a dog breed. I could do it with that. <laughs> well, I know they have those ones where they have like the celebrity that looks like the dog. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like every Doberman pincer looks like Snoop Dogg, or you know, mm-hmm. they have those too. I think those are funny on uh, when you see those pictures, like on Facebook and everything. I love animals. They're so hilarious. I don't have any pets. People ask me, do I have pets? I said, yeah, it's 29 years old and lives on its own. (laughs) (laughs) It's an elephant. I still got to pay for the health insurance. (laughs) Uh, Why does it seem like in this society these days that people care more about animals than they do other humans? Because they don't uh, raise our taxes and that's true. They, they don't, don't. They don't. They don't murder you on the street. <laughs> yeah, they don't shoot try to scam you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're just I, a safe choice. Yes. Where people don't feel like other people are safe. They love you unconditionally. Well, as long as you feed them, they will love you. That's oh, yeah, all. There's they the one. That's condition. not a bad trade-off. It's no. not a bad trade. Well, we got uh, Adam Newman is at Acme this weekend tonight, eight o'clock. And 10.30. And then tomorrow's 8 o'clock show is sold out, but there's still the 10.30 show tomorrow night. So get out and go see some live comedy this weekend. I know it's cold, but there's no more snow. No? No. Uh I don't think there's any more snow in the forecast. So just bundle up a little bit and venture out and go see Adam tonight and tomorrow night thank you for coming in oh thank you for having me great conversation about music about cats yeah, everyone get a cat watch bohemian rhapsody and uh you know flying is weird <laughs> yes all right thank you so much and have a great weekend we will be back monday with you on the tom bernard show